Hey, everyone. Welcome to Girl Power Hour. It is Wednesday again, and this is a day that we are going to focus on positivity, which is um, sometimes not easy to come by, especially if you're on social media a lot or you watch the news a lot. There's all kinds of stories roaming around that we tend to internalize and make it about us and, you know, we need to stop that. So Tasha is here with me. Hey, Tasha. Hello. So we're going to talk about positive stuff today and not get mired down in all that stuff that's hanging out. And we've got a full moon coming up. And we've got uh, what full moon's tomorrow, isn't it? The 18th. Yes, and a and an eclipse, evidently too, that won't be visible, yeah. but definitely there. So the energy's shifting again. Boy, I felt it. Last few days have been really awesome <laughs> for me. Anyway, they've been it's been good energy for me, and it's been energy that's really. Um, I'd call it like ADD type of energy where lots is going on and, um, you know, I'm chasing squirrels when I'm actually catching them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's this, I just posted something actually on my personal page, on my uh, artist and author page, uh, which if you haven't liked that, please do, because I'm, I'm not going to be using my personal page as of September 1st anymore. I'll, I'll have everything on my professional page. So it's uh, if you want to find it, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Tosh Paint and Pin. Um, but I posted an article about the uh, the shift tomorrow. And so, Annette, you're one of the people who's being affected by it in a positive way, but not everybody, of course. Right. <laughs> so it's a lunar lunar eclipse in Aquarius is what, what we'll be experiencing. And then in, there's an article on that page about uh, what to expect. But uh, there is a lot of positivity with this one, but the truth of it is that I thought was so interesting that the, the true part of this that I think is, is really vital to our show today, or at least relevant, is that it talked about how this particular shift will help people drop a lot of their negative energy and do whatever it takes to move forward in their life. Um, of course, you know, people can still resist any sort of shift right. and change, but um, that's that's really the 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 whole i guess purpose behind the energy shift is to really help um the human race get rid of that negativity and move forward and make progress and do whatever needs to be done to live your life's purpose and your soul mission so that's pretty interesting and and if you want to read through it again i i posted it on my page but it should be a really good shift and and of course you know you can experience people resisting that so they they may be a little bit more irritable a little bit quicker to anger uh, which would be normal if somebody's experiencing that shift and they're not quite ready yet to let go, uh, they're going to be going through some of that. So you might experience some of that too. But just remember not to personalize it. It's part of the universal energy. Yeah, we've got a lot of shifting going on, and it's really cool. I mean, I've I've felt a huge difference in myself the last few months. Um, and I guess that big full moon we had how many a couple of months ago was it yes was it two mm-hmm. months ago that we had a great big one um, yeah that one was very energizing 
I really think that's when things began to really shift for me. And, um, of course, I spent the time, you know, we talk about working with this energy. I spent the time working with the energy instead of resisting. And um, I think that's what really, you know, did it for me. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> whatever's coming up. And um, I do know that there have been, from a couple of people I've talked to, um, there's some real negative stuff going on, you know, um, and they but they have no control over. So it's a matter of if you don't have any control over it, might as well just let it go and go slow because you try to fight it and you're going to drown. So right. don't fight it. Just allow it to happen and, and go from there. But, yeah, good stuff. I got one positive thing for me is I got a really neat, sweet little telephone call from my five-year-old grandson, Simon. Oh, I love Simon. I don't. I know. I don't normally when I pick up the phone and I know it's from them. I expect my daughter-in-law to be on the phone, and then I hear this little voice, "Hello." <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He had mailed me something, and he wanted to let me know that I would get it Saturday, and we talked about homeschooling, and we talked about his plans for the weekend, and I mean, it was really, really sweet, so, um, and I had asked him, one thing you wanted to learn, what would it be, and he said, to spell couch. (laughs) (laughs) Kids can keep it simple, don't they? That's that's the (laughs) beauty of it, they just keep it simple. So we spelled couch, and I said, would you like for me to send you spelling words? Because I try to write him, you know, once a week or so. And would you like for me to send you spelling words that you can learn and learn the meaning of and everything? And he said, oh, yeah, please. He would love that. So I'm going, all right. So now I have to find five-year-old spelling words. (laughs) (laughs) was just a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. And then, of course, my daughter sends pictures and videos of my three-year-old grandson um, playing at the school. And, um, it's been a good morning. I get to see my my grandkids and talk to them. So, yeah, yeah that's a great good. way to start any day. Oh yeah. So let's talk about positivity. Uh, why? Why do we resist being positive? Why do we resist, okay, why do we resist being positive? And why is it so easy to be negative? You know? Well, you you know, honestly, I think, I mean, I don't know the answer for sure, but this is my opinion. Uh, And it's just kind of based on, you know, my education and experience. But I think, honestly, our our world... um, conspiracy theory or not, is certainly ruled by a lot of negative energy. And it, whether you're thinking 
Illuminati or you're thinking in just regular terms of the media, you know, constantly bombarding us with stories that are like, uh, you know, a bad wreck that everybody has to stop and watch because it gets ratings. Uh, regardless of how you're looking at it, it is definitely, you know, run by that negative energy. We're certainly surrounded by it. Constantly having to doubt ourselves or at least being asked to doubt ourselves, you know, our beauty, our abilities, the lack, I mean, constantly trying to keep us in fear. It's just this, it's the, it's the way that the media has kind of um, used, I guess, shock and awe to get ratings. And as such, all of us are bombarded with that constant fear and lack and negativity. And once we've kind of become habitually focused on negative, then it's just like complaining. You know how some people get so used to complaining that it becomes a habit. It's almost an addiction. They can't mm-hmm. stop complaining because, and they don't even realize mm-hmm. they're complaining anymore. I mean, there are some people that are so negative, they don't even know they're negative. Like they don't, they don't see it. They, the things that they're saying, they don't even realize are negative constantly. They don't even know it. It's, it's become, you know, a, a habit and it's hard to break. And when you're surrounded by it and, and, I personally don't own a television, thankfully, but it, when you turn one on and that's kind of all you're viewing and all you're seeing and the news is constantly feeding it to you and you're coming up on elections and you're seeing all that, I mean, it's just constant and it becomes habitual and it becomes an addiction. And I think uh, people tend to feed it. Now, as you know, I want to put a little caveat in here. Um, positive thinking is not about pretending that doesn't mean that you go around pretending there aren't problems in the world and that you don't discuss them. And that doesn't mean that you go around pretending you don't have any and you don't try to face them. Um, Positivity is about looking at things from a solution oriented perspective. Uh, So when you see a problem, rather than focusing on the problem, you try to find a solution. And rather than seeing things negatively, you try to find the silver lining. And so rather than looking at a grief process or someone else's pain as a negative thing, like if you go on Facebook and you see somebody really struggling and they're talking about it, rather than judging that negatively, you see that as someone who's, you know, trying to get through something and who's in need. And that's actually a very positive thing and a positive way to look at it. And then you, you approach it positively and you give love and light. That's positive. That's positive thinking. So in this situation, when the media is spilling all this stuff out, you can sit back and say, okay, this is hard for me to watch and this is painful, but what can I do to help? Like, how can I make this more positive? How can I spin this in a more positive way? So can I, you know, start an outreach center? Can I volunteer? Can I start a blog that, you know, tries to find the positive? Can I rally people, you know, to do, to do positive things? Can I, how can I help? What can I do? Because that's a positive way to handle a lot of negative things that are coming at us because, you know, there's, like you said earlier, there's nothing you can do about it. We can't call CNBC and NBC and CNN and Fox News. We can't call all these people and tell them to just stop. But we can change the way that we look at it and the way we receive it. Yeah, and I think it goes even deeper than just media. I think it's culturally, um, you know, we we find ourselves being raised in uh, families. Uh, I mean, even before there was media, before there was TV, there was negativity, you know. Sure. I think, I think we just, it's so easy to fall into that 
for whatever reason, but our positive, looking at things more positively takes a little more work. And Mm -hmm. we tend to take things personally Mm -hmm. and to look at things positively, we have to stop doing that and Mm -hmm. realize what's our issues and what's somebody else's issues and not take those on. I mean, there's so many things that we see that we can't have an impact on immediately, but like you said, maybe we can start a blog to spread the word about certain things or volunteer. If you can't stand, you know, to see the animals abused, then there are ways of helping that, you know, donations or volunteering. I mean, there's all different ways, but it takes a little bit more work, and I think that's it's so easy to just be complacent and, and complain about things. And exactly. being more positive takes a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. And finding things to be grateful for and finding things to um, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to do a plug here and then, <laughs> then we've got to plug you, okay? <laughs> Tasha. <laughs> on a book, okay? <laughs> and, um, it's going to be just four simple steps that you can do every day that will improve your life, improve your thinking, improve the way you approach things. And part of it is finding things to be grateful for, finding ways to love yourself, finding ways to love others, and then learning how to set intentions for your day. Because I think intentions are really powerful. Um, I agree. You know, wake up and plan your day and do this. And after a while, it begins to rewire your brain and the way you think so that you start thinking more positively about things and more goal-oriented and more solution-oriented. And that's what we need to do. And it, and we need, because we're in a, our attention spans are like gnats anymore, <laughs> um, we have to find simple ways to do that. Um, some people can sit down and do long, drawn-out assignments and all of that, but I think we need short, small things that will help us. And Tasha, I know you have a book coming out very soon. Can you tell us about that and what that entails? I do, and I just got a big smile on my face because I'm super excited because um, it's my first one, and you know know that I've been working on another one that's much more in-depth and um, certainly more uh, personal (laughs) uh, for years and years and uh that mm-hmm. one it's it's going to be published soon but uh but this was a first step and and I have it in my hands today I just got it in the mail it, this is the proof of it so I'll I'll be making some edits and then and then it'll be published so it should be by this weekend um available or published and and ready to go but it's called today is the day to sparkle daily affirmations for those who need to find their shine and just like you said Annette it's it's, uh, you know, things that you can do daily, little short things that you can do daily um, to to give you an opportunity to heal and grow and, um, you know, certainly see the positive in yourself and try to 
try to shine, I mean, in this world. It, mm-hmm. Because, again, like you said, it's a, it's a difficult task. I, I really honestly believe positivity is an action. And negativity is not so much because you can sit there and be negative and do absolutely nothing. Positivity really requires you to think a little more, reflect a little more, do something. It's, it's more of an action word, um, just like I believe love is an action word. Um, but this book offers uh, 30, a month's worth of, of a month's worth of affirmations, and then you repeat them. But it also offers a month's worth of action, um, so that it's not just the affirmations. And of course, if you want to do just the affirmations, you can do that. But you can add some action to it um, every day as well. And then at the end of the book, there are ten ways to sparkle every single day, and that gives you opportunities to to add some extra action for those people who do have the time and the intention span to do a little bit more for themselves. Uh, and it could be that you start out with affirmations and then maybe a couple of months later add the actions and maybe a couple of months later add the, the 10 ways to sparkle every day. But like you said, um, you know, right now it's any, any step is a step, a baby step counts. Right. So any, any step is a step. And that's what I think you and I both are trying to provide for people. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and God knows I've had enough negativity. I've dwelt on negative things a lot in my life. And um, but at the same time, I've also recognized that and realized that we need to to look at um, things in a more positive light. Just like you know, people you run across that they drive you crazy. Okay, figure out why they drive you crazy and find something to like, <laughs> anything, you know. To yeah, like. because, you know, a lot of times, you're right about that. A lot of times, I, I, and I find this with myself, okay, anything that I say on the show, let me just make this clear, it's, it's because it's applied to me that I know it. I mean, like, I, I either know it because, I mean, honestly, even though I have these degrees, even the stuff I learned in school, you know, that was stuff I already knew because I went through it and learned it the hard way first. I didn't, I didn't go to school right out of, go to college right out of high school. So a lot of mine is street degree before the actual degrees. And, and in this situation, I think, you know, this is something that certainly applies to me and still daily is a process I go through, including what you said earlier about personalizing. I have a tough time with that. That's, that's where my growth is definitely focused right now is trying not to personalize things but whenever people do drive us crazy, I find that a lot of times the reason people are doing that is because they've been brought to our lives to reflect something we have not yet looked at within ourselves. Something, some button that's being pushed that, because really we shouldn't be walking remote controls. That's not what we're meant to be. The buttons that we have are, are there because of some past issue we've not yet healed from or not yet dealt with or we haven't let go of. And if they're, Pushing those buttons, you know, one, let's be grateful to them because they're, they're letting us know that button's there and they've surfaced something. That's a positive way of looking at it is they've surfaced something for us that we can look at and we can heal. And then once we realize that, hey, that's, that person pushes a button for me, okay, why? Is it because they reflect me? Do they look like me? Is there something about them that's in me that I don't like? Is there something about them that I used to be that I don't like? Or is there something about them that reminds me of someone that hurt me that I still haven't forgiven. And there's something in there that has to do with you. Because if you're personalizing it, it's probably because that's something personal coming up that's being surfaced for you to look at and heal from. Because 
I really do believe that's why people are brought into our world and do challenge us in that way is so that we'll grow. And if we just, you know, go into fight or flight mode and we either fear it and, and run or we fear it and fight back, then we're resisting our own growth. There is a book that I would highly recommend to people. And um, it was written by Debbie Ford, who mm-hmm. unfortunately passed away way too soon. Um, but it is called, let me see, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And it Ooh. is really, it talks about, um, it talks about our, our, our shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that shadow part of us and how it reflects um, with other, you know, towards other people and how, what it means to have that um, mirrored to us. And it is just a, a great book that I think everybody should read. But um, it, the way that book came to me was kind of a, I don't know if I've shared this or not. I might have. I was at a half-price books, and I was looking at these. I was in the metaphysical section, and I pulled this book down, and I looked at it and put it back up on the shelf, and all of a sudden I look over, and there's this lady standing in my space, um, really uncomfortably close. And (laughs) she said, I think you need that book. And I'm going, which book? And she said, that book. And she, you know, the one you just put up. And I pull it back down and I look at it and say, okay. And I'm looking at it and I turn around and she's not there anymore. And she's literally nowhere in the store. And so I bought that book and I read it in one weekend and it was exactly what I needed at that time. Um, you know, to to um, really see how to relate to some people and how our shadows are mirrored to us by other people and how to work with our shadows and how our shadow self is not necessarily a negative thing. It's a part right. of who we are and we love it and mm-hmm. accept it and work with it. So... Exactly. Um, Dark Side of the Shadow Chasers by Debbie Ford. Get it. Wow, I love that. I've never read that. So I, that's something I need to, to read for sure because that that is uh, resonating with me. So I think I need to get that. And there's also another uh, book that she um, did with some other people, The Shadow Effect. And I think there's actually a, a little film, and I don't know if you can get that online or not, but um, The Shadow Effect is basically talking about the same thing, and it's a really a good little film. Um, I watched that. So if you're, you know, if you're dealing with negativity and having, you know, taking it personal and figuring out how to deal with people and work with people, then those two things are are really good. The shadow effect and the dark side of the light chasers. I love that. 
Very good books. And I'm 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 glad that you mentioned that about how, you know, the shadow side is not a negative thing. Uh it's and, and, and again, this goes along with positive thinking. Positive thinking is about seeing the positive in everything. It's not about pretending that there isn't anything bad. And it's not about pretending you don't have any problems. It's about seeing the positive in everything. Crying is not negative. If you're crying, you're not no. being negative. <laughs> I don't like it when people think that if someone's venting about something they're going through, because the the another word for venting is processing. When you're processing something, out loud with a friend, you're not being negative. If you're angry about something, you know, it's okay to be angry. Angry is not a negative thing. It's termed as a negative emotion, but anger itself is not a negative, bad thing. It's actually what you do with it could be negative, but how, how we feel is never a negative thing. You can actually feel hate for someone. As long as you process through that hate, and get to a point of forgiveness and love and letting it go and realizing why that hate is there because hate and anger typically mask pain that's deep-seated. It goes usually way deeper than the person you're actually angry with. So once you process through it, you know, there's a very positive process there. So it's about really looking at that and seeing that. Just as with the shadow self, understanding that no part of you is negative. You know, there's not a part of you that's negative. You can release negative energy uh, things that are tied to, you know, it's events that have happened to you in the past, negative events that you get to let go of. You can release that stuff and heal that stuff and process that stuff and let that go. But if you have a, you know, everyone has a shadow side. If you if you view that part of yourself as negative or bad, then you're not embracing and accepting your whole self. And that resistance that you'll have to look at your shadow side will keep you from growing. And, you know, we see that a lot, and that's where that pretending gets you. If you pretend that you don't have that, if you pretend that you're never angry, (laughs) if you pretend that you've never hated anyone, if you pretend that that never happens for you, then you're not embracing your full self and you're not growing because that's, you know, that's just a human experience. And it's like the yin and yang. It's the black and white. It's just part Mm -hmm. of it. Like you've always said in that in order to appreciate the light, we have to have the darkness. That's just part of it and then and I remember you know I was looking at uh the belonging to the darkness series rings on uh blood milk jewels which is one of my favorite uh, artisans and I remember looking at the belonging to the darkness piece and I was like oh but what if that's like a bad thing and I remember you telling me no like you know in the darkness is where a seed germinates and I don't see that as Mm -hmm. negative at all and that's another example of positive thinking you know where I was looking at that from a fear-based perspective that was you know ground into me by a uh, a very toxic religious individual and I don't mean that religion is toxic I mean she practiced toxic faith as a child um, you were looking at it from a totally different and more positive perspective. You know, it was like, no, look at this, look at it this way. There's always two ways to look at things. And and really, I do believe that there's your light side and your shadow side, and you're either looking at it from your shadow side or looking at it from your light side, but you do have to embrace both. Well, and it's just like when people start a meditation practice, they go, oh, I can't meditate. My mind's going crazy. I can't get quiet. Uh, probably won't ever get quiet. You know, mm-hmm. that little mind inside your head there is just going to go crazy, and that's okay. That's a part of you. You know, the right. list making and you're, that's going on in your brain when you're trying to 
count your breath, <laughs> you know, is like, okay, I hear you, little monkey. Come over here and sit on my lap. You know, <laughs> let me give you something to do with your hands. And just, you know, now I'm going to go count my breath again, starting at one. <laughs> you know, and, and that's just part of who we are. And that's just how we, we, how we are. And right. don't, you know, that's people a lot of times when they start any kind of a practice, because their their minds resist, um, they stop. Say, no, I can't do this. But the resistance is a great opportunity to figure out why mm-hmm. and then to let it go. Exactly. And, you know, there's an author we've mentioned before, um, and actually, you know as well as I do, I, I've we've talked about her, her books numerous times, but it's Pima Shadron, and I think that you, and I'm not even sure that I pronounce her name correctly, but um, I know you've read her books as well, but mm-hmm. she has a couple, Taking the Leap and When Things Fall Apart, that are two of my favorites from her, and they address that very thing. You know, of course, it's mindfulness, and so she addresses the idea mm-hmm. of sitting with that. Whenever, you know, those thoughts are coming up and you are in meditation or you're just, you know, trying to get silent with yourself, whether you're referring that, whether you're calling that meditation or not, the the whole point is not to shame yourself or get frustrated with yourself for not being able to be quiet or still. It's to try to keep coming back to the stillness, you know, and once your mind gets away from you, okay, recognize it and then just bring it back. And then there is, there isn't supposed to be this negative self-talk, you know, where you're like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> you know, like you're not really supposed to start abusing your inner child to get, to get yourself back to a quiet and still place. You just have to realize that's like you said, that's who we are. And that's what, that's what we're doing. But that's the whole point of trying to get quiet and still is so that, we can make that a habit as much as the other is. Well, I literally, when I meditate, I literally see the thoughts as a little monkey. I, I have, I'm up in my head with this little character, and <laughs> I will talk to this little monkey and say, okay, you know, if you're going to play, you have to play over there quietly. Or you know, come sit with me and, you know, you can't help me count my breath. And, you know, I mean, I, it's literally a little monkey that is with me. <laughs> because I, I had to see, you know, I'm kind of visual, so I had to see this little creature as being my thoughts. And this little creature, this little monkey brings out all my um you know, the grocery shopping list and the things I've got to do and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. It's jumping up and down going, oh, my gosh, what if this happens? Oh, my gosh, you know. And I'm going, okay, that's okay. Come over here and sit down or, you know, here, here's something to play with. <laughs> you know, literally doing this in, in meditation. So it, it can be quite funny, but it works, you know. And And we have to just make friends with those thoughts and, and but not dwell on them. Not allow right. them to take over and keep returning, like you said, to the breath or whatever you are, you know, concentrating on. 
Mm-hmm. So there's just so many so many things about positivity that we could talk about. And I know we wanted well, and, to and talk about Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and, and that as you say about positivity, that's exactly what, I mean, if people are like, okay, I'm understanding the link. Well, the point is, if you are able to bring yourself back from that overactive mind or just active mind, I, I don't even want to give it overactive, but just an active mind, um, if you want to give it, you know, you're being, you're being able to give yourself that silence and quiet and being able to return to that. Well, in the same way, when you're focused on the negative, you can also still and calm your mind and bring it back to the positive. It's not about beating yourself up for being negative. Right. It's not about beating yourself up for feeding into it. It's not about that. We're all human. We're all human. <laughs> None of us are perfect. The the point is progress. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. So notice that you're doing it. If someone else brings it your, to your attention, okay, accept that and see it. If you bring it to your own attention, great. That means you're gaining self-awareness. And so that's progress in and of itself. And if you're able to listen to someone else's feedback about it, that's progress as well. Look at the progress in your life. And then whenever you see yourself caught up in the negative or complaining about something, just Brain yourself back in and then try to take a positive spin on it. And and you can voice that or say it within your head or just kind of stop yourself from engaging and, and then take a different turn. You have a choice every single day, all throughout the day. We have many choices all day long throughout the day. And you get to hit the do-over button as often as you need. That's the beauty of this life. As long as we're in this for- physical form, you get to do that. You, hit, you get to hit that do-over button. That doesn't mean take time for granted, but that does mean that you don't need to beat yourself up if you, you know, get caught up in the negative. We all do at times. No matter how positive, you know, we try to be. That's, that's just who we are. Well, and it's, it's um, we can't change the past but we can change our perception of it, Mm -hmm. and that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, exactly. So changing from negative thinking to more positive thinking helps change that perception of our past. There could be abuse, there could be mistakes, there could be failures, but we need to look at look at it positively, change our perception of what happened um, so that it does then change the past because the past can't remain the same negative thing if we change our perception about it. Right. And now that so does, let me the, clarify for those out there that have been distorted because I know abusers tend to distort people and try to gaslight you. So let me clarify we're we're not saying that you change your perception in order to be in denial about what happened. That doesn't mean that you say you had a happy, wonderful childhood when, in fact, you experienced a whole no. lot of abuse. That's not, that's not what that means. And it is not. It is also not to take away accountability from the people, you know, for what they did. That's that's not it at all. It's about looking at it and saying, okay, yes, you did these things. Yes, they're unexcusable. It's unacceptable. It's not okay. And I'm going to do whatever it takes and work on myself so that I don't end up doing that to my kids. However, you did teach me a lot of lessons. 
because the fact that I want to get into counseling and help myself be better than that is something I owe you gratitude for because without that, I wouldn't have done this path of personal growth. So you can look at, you can look at things in a more positive way. It doesn't take away accountability. It doesn't put you in denial. It doesn't take away the fact that those things happen. It's just a different way of looking at it. And it does change the energy of it. Exactly. It, it empowers you so that the, the event is, is not – the event and that person is no longer in power. They don't, they don't even have control over you anymore or your actions. The, changing your perspective from a negative one to a positive one, to me, is going from a victim to a survivor. That's, that's the difference to me. It's like a victim is a negative stance to be in. A survivor right. is a more positive stance. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I there. Okay, so in preparation for this show, I always try to look at. Uh, okay, let me back up. I am very blessed that on my Facebook feed, my Facebook friends post ninety-nine percent positive things. Very grateful for that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. awesome. Um, very seldom do I see something that's way negative, and then if I do, I scroll past because I just, I'm not going to go there. And I don't watch the news. So, right. you know, I'm not inundated with all that negativity from the news. Do I read the news? Do I stay updated? Yes, of course, but I skim and I, you know, I don't dwell in it. That's not who I am. Never have been. Um, but um, I think it's important when we're dealing with Facebook and all that. I, you know, I try to look at the more positive things. So I've really been looking on my Facebook feed for the really positive stuff that's been going on. And I found so many cool, cool stories on Facebook recently um, that just, you know, blew me away. I I just thought it was really cool. And um, there was one that really got me thinking because... um, there, we had, I don't know how many people, I, I don't know a lot of history on uh, some of my family, but I do know that we had a World War II soldier who was killed. And I believe he was killed, I don't remember where he was, he was killed in France. And um, so I saw this story about rescued film, and I don't know if you saw that, Tasha. I didn't see it. It was, okay, there's a, an organization called the Rescue, Rescued Film Project. And this guy gets donations of film that's just been left like in canisters and or old videos or whatever that are given to him. And he basically rescues them. He prints them up and he saves them and they go to archives and all these different places. Somebody donated to him 31 rolls 
of WW2 film from a certain uh, photographer. Never been processed. Awesome. I mean, it's like opening up a treasure chest. Yeah. So this, this guy spent his time processing this film the old-fashioned way. And, I mean, uh, you know, in the dark room with the canisters, and I, I used to know how to do that, and it was really cool and fun to do. But um, then he printed up the, these pictures. These pictures were amazing. All these, it showed scenes, not just of individual sh- soldiers, but like whole scenes and towns and like soldiers coming out of an old church, um, oh, wow. soldiers waiting for a train, um, soldiers eating. So, you know, all these, the life these, these soldiers were living at that point in time. And I just thought that is the coolest thing ever to be able to process this and see this and be able to give these back to the world. Photographs that, and one thing he said that struck me is his eyes are the first eyes that have ever seen these. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. And so I was just thinking as I was, there's a video to it, um, and I was just thinking, I wonder our family member among those photos. You know, wow. How, you would never know. How cool would that be? That, yeah. That is just something that I thought was so cool that they are able then to, you know, show this to the world. Yeah. Photos that, and these were different than a lot of them that I've seen in, of WW2 because they were like, Stories. I mean, each photo was a story. And you could write a story about each photo. And they were so, so cool. So I just, I thought that was just the coolest story. I love that. Yeah. And how amazing, you know, for this individual, like you said, to be the first person to see that because. I can't imagine how emotionally overwhelmed I would be, you know, to look upon those the first time and, and just to see not just a piece of history. I mean, for history buffs, that would be amazing. But, you know, I'm a very emotional individual. Just the people and the faces and, and, and you would be taken back into that uh, that time and space. And oh, I yeah. can't imagine what he must have felt looking at that. Well, he was very emotional about it. And um, he was he took such care because you know let's face it that film was old and mm-hmm. um, you know he had to be extremely careful with processing it all and it's basically processed in his bathroom you know and brought <laughs> out to his kitchen his whole house is like uh, dedicated to this. And um, then to be able to print those up and look at those individuals 
within those themes. And I just, I thought that was the coolest thing ever um, to be able to to look at that. that that's a feel-good story. Yeah. People are going to be able to look at those and get a true picture, you know, of what life right. was like for these soldiers. So I think... Well, and you know, not to... Uh this, but I know a lot of people are looking on Facebook for stories, and, and again, as you said, you are you are lucky. I, I honestly don't have uh, really any negativity on mine either. I don't, and if I do, it's because I don't scroll. I, I never really look at my newsfeed. It's very seldom that I do. I just kind of pay attention to the first story that I see whenever I'm going to my personal pages. But um, I came upon in preparation for this uh, uh, an actual site. Uh, you know, Huffington Post, which is a very popular, uh-huh. and of course we see a lot of Huffington Post uh, articles linked on Facebook. You see that often. Well, they have actually Huffington Post good news, and so I've actually posted it on our page. If you don't, if you don't already know about it, um, which this is something many people have been following for a very long time, but um, you can go to our Girl Power Hour page on Facebook, and and I've posted it there for people to to look at. But this is something you can go to daily because they every day have uh, good news and inspiring stories, uh, you know, just positive view, viewpoints. Uh, and it's just, you go to the link and there's just numerous stories uh, that are all, you know, positive, feel-good stories uh, where you are reminded that there's just a whole lot of love and good stuff going on in the world. Um, and that's a really good, important reminder so that people don't get bogged down in the thought that there isn't, um, because in fact there is, and just because you're not seeing it on your Facebook page or you're not seeing it uh, on the news doesn't mean that it's not happening. And so I'm really grateful to whoever started doing this at Huffington Post um, to share all these stories and to have one place where you can actually go and put that, add that to your favorites, and, and wake up to that kind of news every day. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful site, and like just some of the you know our good friend and, and guest Elizabeth Harbin who comes on and does readings for us every month, um, she had shared one of the videos that they provide, and it's um, the one about the son whose dad has Alzheimer's, and he was able to yeah. have moments with him again by singing um, some, you know, throwback tunes in the car uh, with his dad. That one is on there as well, and um, that's a, I, that one really warmed my heart just to see. If you haven't seen it, it's it's just a, a short video. There's not really anything to to read about it. So it's just the the son, his dad has Alzheimer's, and you know, of course, he typically doesn't really have his dad. Plays these old tunes that his dad remembers. He's able to get him back for the time that he's singing with him in the car, and it's just it's uh, very emotional and yet so wonderful to watch uh, his dad singing. And his dad has a very good singing voice. I don't know if anybody noticed that, oh but God. I was like, wow, oh that man God. can really sing. I was thinking the dad can sing, the son not so much, but the dad can I really <laughs> sing. <laughs> he really can. I was impressed. <laughs> I love that. That was such a cute video. I just, I loved yeah. watching that because it just, Seriously. You could see how happy the son was yeah. to be able to share that that time with his dad that you know he you know probably doesn't have very often. Yeah, so I love that. I loved that video. 
And of course, all the cat videos and dog videos and <laughs> love those. Yep. yep. We have I to remember to laugh. We have to remember to, you know, watch some stand-up comedians. You know, get get the videos that are funny to us. Make sure that you're you're laughing. You know, get some comedy in your life. Uh, have a person around you that makes you laugh. Laughter is is such a necessary thing. I mean, crying is necessary too, as we all know, but laughter is necessary. It's great medicine. So it's good to get to find these videos that make you feel good, that warm your heart, that bring tears of joy and, and, and of course, the laughter, which the cat and dog videos typically do. So all that stuff is really important to get in touch with, especially now. And, for the, you know, I think about, you know, you talked about earlier how we can focus on the negative, and I think about people struggling with depression during times like this when, and of course, you know, this isn't like the only time it's ever been like this, but when we come up on election year, I see it, it tends to get a lot worse. Um, and the fear and the negativity and all that stuff, because, you know, there's a lot of mud slinging mm-hmm. on both sides. And so, and of course I've gotten caught in, up in it numerous times. Uh, so it's, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying that, um, you know, it's part of, it's part of the electoral uh, event. It just happens. It's, the mudslinging stuff has become something that people do. And I think a lot of people were back in Bernie Sanders because we didn't see that from him. And so this idea that you, you start seeing all this and then you've got all the, the other negativity that's going along with it. And then the fear-based stuff that you see in conspiracy theories and not to slam conspiracy theories, but there's a lot of fear-based stuff there too. And all of that's got to be absolutely, absolutely detrimental to someone who's struggling with depression because depression is, you know, obviously a, a mental illness in which you you are focused on the negative and that is where your focus is it's just what you it's all that you're capable of focusing on until you get some help to really look at things differently and and it can be very detrimental so you know on that note I, I would want to say that to anyone out there who's really struggling and this is a, a lot deeper than just trying to think more positively then definitely take a positive step toward getting the help you need in your life so that so that you can uh, heal from whatever you're struggling with and, and have a more positive experience in this life because you're deserving of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are times that um, just looking at a cat video is not going to bring you out of depression. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you need to do something more. But... Um, yeah, there's and and the more we start focusing on positive things, the more positive things we start noticing. Exactly. It's just like when you, um, let's say you buy a car, a new car. You always start seeing that same car. Oh look, this one <laughs> just like my car. Oh, there's one just like because that's where we're focused. Right. You know. So the more we can do that, the better it is, and the more we start retraining our brain to, to actually think in a more positive manner. Yeah. There was another, okay, we know the Olympics is going on. I don't watch, oh, okay, I won't go into that, but I haven't watched <laughs> it, but I did see a story about um, an equestrian um, athlete and her horse who is also an athlete. And, okay, for these these athletes, 
it's everything to have worked your way up to be there, just to be there, and then have the possibility of winning a medal is just beyond any of their wildest dreams. And they worked so hard to get there. Well, this this lady was from the Netherlands, and she was in the equestrian dressage um, uh, sport. And well-trained horse, you know, they work together, you know, I mean, they just know each other really well. Well, her horse had gotten sick, and she stayed with that horse 24-7, sleeping with it, you know, taking care of it, making sure it was fine. And then coming up to her time for another competition, the vet had okayed this horse, saying, your horse is fine, it can compete. Well, she got out there, and she just knew, because she knew her horse. She intuitively knew that her horse was not up to par. And she didn't want to put the horse through, you know, that whole ordeal if the horse wasn't feeling up to it. And she knew the horse would give it everything he had in order to do it and wouldn't let her down. But she didn't want that horse um, to suffer in any certain any way. And she went out onto the field, tipped her hat, and walked off the field with her horse. She gave Aww. up that chance for her horse because she did not want to put that horse through any suffering. Oh, I, I thought that. that was amazing. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you give up something like that? She willingly did it. And I think that's just such a cool story to have someone do that um, for their partner. And that yeah. was the part of her and her partner. Uh-huh. So I thought that was just so cool. Oh, I love that. Exactly. That's a hopeful story, too. I love that. So, you know, when we're, I know we've only talked about a few stories, but um, I think it's just so important for for all of us to um, start making a change, you know, because it does start within individuals. People say, well, I can't right. do anything. I'm only one person. No, when one person starts to change, it makes that ripple effect, and it goes out and starts touching everybody else. Exactly. So, And, you know, on that on that site that I mentioned earlier, the good news site on HuffingtonPost.com, there's actually an article that's, talks about that exact thing um adriana huffington which is the she's editor-in-chief at huffington post mm-hmm. um she spoke to the hunter college graduates and you know she said to create a better world secure your own oxygen mask first and of course that's you know the yeah. whole airplane analogy but the idea is like you said it, it starts within you so you know if you're complaining about all the negativity start within you to change it and then watch how much everything else will change. When you stop focusing on it, you won't see it as much. 
Right. And when we stop putting, when we stop commenting, commenting on all these negative things on Facebook, and I talk about Facebook a lot because that's where most of us are. You know, that's mm-hmm. where we go to be social anymore. Um, when we stop commenting on all these negative things, um, when we stop giving energy to it, yeah, stop feeding it. Has, we stop resisting it. We just allow it to die out on its mm-hmm. own because right. that's what will happen. And that's why right. I've, I've talked, or not talked to, but I've heard a lot of people talking online about how the resisting is actually causing more negativity, which is true. Sure. When sure, because you're feeding resisting, Yeah. When we stop resisting, then that's when that energy, it's food taken away. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it can't and you, survive anymore. Exactly. You have to think of it like a, you know, when, when people are parenting and they have a toddler who's throwing a tipper tantrum, and if you engage in that temper tantrum, the toddler just continues. It gets worse. Or if it stops, it'll start at that place the next time because they know that's what got your attention. It's just like that. You have to ignore it and let it cry itself to sleep. I mean, like, the, the, the negativity has to literally just cry itself to sleep. It has to die out. You can't, if you engage in it at any point, you're feeding it and you're actually asking for more. So you just, if you see it, you know, you can unfollow people. You can uh, hide something from your feed. You can do all sorts of things these days. Uh, if if it's Facebook where you're seeing this stuff, if it's your TV, well then turn it off. You know, like just turn it right. off, change the channel, put in a movie, wait, turn off, turn it off, turn on the radio, meditate. I mean, there's some you have control over your environment. You know, if you're no longer a child, you have control over your environment. So, you know, try to bring in positive and try to make sure that what is around you, what you do connect with is as positive as possible. And if you have negative people in your life, then set boundaries. And if need be, you know, um, you may have to set very stern boundaries, which eventually kind of push them out of your life. But, you know, you also have to look at that positively too and see what they're bringing in for you and see where you can grow. But as you said, let it die out. Don't, don't feed it. Don't engage in it. Just let it die out. But you're not going to win in these arguments. <laughs> there is no point. So just let it die. And start creating habits to start retraining the way you think, which is so important. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show. It goes by so quickly. I can't believe it. Um, Tasha and I can talk. So... Um, <laughs> We will see everyone back here next Wednesday at 3 p.m. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and start of your week. Bye.